Vegas Nation, another emergency episode for you today. We are 24 hours after learning about the collapse of FTX, and a lot has happened since our last live stream in the last 24 hours. So we felt a need to call this emergency episode, round two. live stream, part talk two. about it. Here we are again, <laughs> round two. Uh, are you feeling exhausted, David? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty exhausted. Um, yesterday, it was like exciting. Uh, it was maybe, dare I say, fun. Um, but then today is a little bit more, oh no, this is real. Uh, this is bad. Uh, this is something that we will have to get over as an industry. Um, I'll have to get over this, this big ass hurdle. I think that that's the theme uh, yeah. is basically what, what are the consequences of people's actions, what uh, what is happening? What is the fallout going going to be? And I think some themes for this episode yesterday was kind of like what happened. Now we're dealing with the fallout, the contagion. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in damage control mode, and we're still trying to assess this. I mean, there's a lot of big questions people have. It seems to be there is a hole on FTX's balance sheet. Uh, there was talk yesterday. The direction seemed to be a CZ would kind of ride, bring the cavalry in, and and save the day, save depositors unsure if that's going to happen. We don't know how large the hole actually is. If that's, CZ is that is the question. How <laughs> big is the hole? And is the hole acceptably small enough for somebody to willingly take on the challenge to plug it? Absolutely. Is it worth it for CZ? Uh, yeah. Is it even salvageable? That's the question. Um, also, another big question, which we didn't have an answer to yesterday. Now we have more clues, I think, David. Was FTX playing with depositors' money? Alameda, FTX, seems like these entities were somewhat tied at the hips. Yeah. Uh, and um, more so than we uh, previously thought. Yeah. More so than, definitely more so than it was uh, appropriate, more so than we previously thought. Some of these details are coming to light. So we felt the need to give you all of those details and just have a conversation with the community about this because prices are down bad. A lot of people still have funds frozen in FTX. So, guys, uh, this is the emergency live stream that you're tuning into right now. David and I are going to get into all of the details, but before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. Arbitrum One is pioneering the world of secure Ethereum scalability and is continuing to accelerate the Web3 landscape. Hundreds of projects have already deployed on Arbitrum One, producing flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystems. With the recent addition of Arbitrum Nova, gaming and social dApps like Reddit are also now calling Arbitrum home. Both Arbitrum One and Nova leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, and fully EVM compatible. On Arbitrum, both builders and users will experience faster transaction speeds with significantly lower gas fees. With Arbitrum's recent migration to Arbitrum Nitro, it's also now 10 times faster than before. Visit Arbitrum.io where you can join the community, dive into the developer docs, bridge your assets, and start building your first dApp. With Arbitrum, experience Web3 development the way it was meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. The Brave Wallet is your secure multi-chain on-ramp into Web3 and it's built directly into the Brave privacy browser. Gone are the days of managing multiple wallet extensions that put you at risk of phishing, spoofs, and tracking. With the Brave Wallet, you can securely manage your crypto assets across more than 100 different chains, including Ethereum, Layer 2s, Solana, and more, all without downloading risky extensions. The Brave Wallet is easy to set up and removes the headache of jumping between wallets and extensions. It's lightweight, but packed with great features like built-in token swaps, buying and holding NFTs with a gallery view, and support for hardware wallets. But also much more than that, because Brave is shipping new features every single month. 
with a mission to make Web3 easier to navigate for its over 55 million users. Wallet extensions are a thing of the past. So get started with Brave's Web3 Ready browser today and experience a decentralized web seamlessly without all the clutter. You can download the browser at brave.com bankless and click the wallet icon to get started. Nexo is your financial hub for all your crypto needs. Nexo lets you buy crypto instantly with your credit or debit card or via bank transfer. And they also have an awesome advanced trading platform, Nexo Pro, where you can get the best possible prices and trade with 50% discount on fees. And Nexo also lets you earn interest on your crypto in Bitcoin, ETH, or other assets. And they also give you an instant crypto line of credit with as low as 0% APR. And they also give you access to a crypto-backed MasterCard of course, earning you more crypto when you use it. So enhance your financial life with Nexo, who ensures all credit lines are over collateralized with insurance on all custodial assets. Nexo, the right place for your crypto. So click the link in the show notes to join over 5 million users who are getting the most out of their crypto. Guys, we are back uh, 24 hours after the collapse of FTX. It certainly looks like things have deteriorated, things have uh, collapsed. David, let's give folks a recap for those that didn't catch the episode yesterday. Now, I, I will say, if you didn't catch the episode yesterday uh, on the RSS feed in YouTube, there's a way to go check out. Dave and I give a kind of a timeline of events that gets you all the way from early November up to November 8th. So you can hear what happened then. We're picking this story up the next 24 hours. And by the way, in that previous episode, uh, we've got takes from Eric Voorhees, uh, Brian Armstrong dropped in and, and uh, said hello, gave his takes. We also had Ryan Selkis weigh in on the regulatory front. But David, catch us up with this recap. What has happened? What tweet are we looking at? Uh, what's happened, I guess, in this whole course of events to get people up to speed? Yeah, so this is a tweet thread out of Wasi Lawyer, who I thought did a pretty damn good job of summarizing everything. But it, it starts the thread with uh, the conclusion that out of all people, all entities that FTX might have chosen to get a buyout from, they chose Binance. Uh, and so there's already significance in that choice as well. Uh, Wazi uh, gives a recap and says, there were, uh, there were many options available to SBF. Seek emergency debt financing, which it was reported that SBF did go and do into Wall, to Wall Street. Uh, seek new money investment or liquidate all their assets to buy time. Uh, yet they chose to get uh, emergency debt financing from Binance. Uh, and so the Wasi lawyer continues and goes, via seeking bankruptcy to protection to facilitate, um, Sam has chosen to seek a bailout from Binance, the very party that triggered the bank run in the first place. This is what we talked about yesterday. What we can gather from this is that FTX was indeed lending out customer funds to other parties because why else would a bank be a, a crypto bank be insolvent? Wow. Like, likely to Alameda. Uh, and this means that as Wasi lawyer speculated earlier, FTX was working on a fractional reserve model and it was not prepared to meet with the withdrawals from the run on the bank, um, which wow. which CZ triggered. Like we we know this because like this FTX stopped with uh with processing withdrawals. This is this is the facts that we that we concluded with yesterday. Um, but again, the speculation that everyone in crypto Twitter in the world of crypto is is con uh, assuming to be true is that Alameda had FTX deposits, had FTX money. And Alameda, this is uh, going on to tweet number four here, Alameda itself did not have the liquidity to return the funds to FTX, that, uh, thus leading it into the liquidity crisis that caused all of this drama uh, uh, that we have seen so forth. Um, 
Uh, and so Wasi Lawyer continues, but this was not the, the returns of money from Alameda to FTX was not enough since customer confidence was not returning. This is kind of the run on the bank that CZ triggered. There were no deposits, only withdrawals. Uh, some sort of external third party funding was required to meet the outbound cash flows out of FTX. Uh, and so Wasi Lawyer continues and says, instead of seeking finance from any other party or to buy more time by throttling withdrawals, SBF bent the knee to Binance. Does this mean that FTX? FTX was in such a deep hole that they weren't talking about emergency swing line, but full on rescue financing, as in there were other less significant ways to plug this gap that might have FTX might have chosen, but they seemingly went for the most nuclear option, which is the take, most expensive option, yes. the worst possible, right. like an option that no one would, it's the loan shark option, basically the option that no one would choose unless they were in completely desperate straits. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. And so this is what Wazi Lawyer is, is concluding that FTX had a massive hole in the balance sheet that could not be plugged by other financiers, uh, which forced SBF to kiss the ring. So this is the recap of where we are thus far. Uh, and, and no to the comment in the chat, we are not here just on YouTube to, uh, to read out tweets. Uh, this was just, I thought, a, a particularly good recap uh, to, to catch us up on the last 48 hours. Uh, but that was yesterday. Right. That was yesterday. Uh, I think the key, the key thing here is like what we can gather was that FTX wasn't was, in, was uh, lending out customer funds to other parties, likely to Alameda. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So SBF, FTX and Alameda looks like they were co-mingled. Alameda, of course, was a three arrows capital style fund, and that was combined with uh, FTX in exchange. One is essentially a, a bank mm -hmm. where you're supposed to, inside of a bank, you're supposed to deposit your fund. They keep it safe, um, you know, not, not to be traded, not to be speculated with. And Alameda, of course, is a completely different business model. It is a three arrows capital, highly risky. And of course, we saw what happened to three arrows capital went completely bust uh, back in, was that May of this year? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it looks like some of the funds were commingled. That's what we can infer from this data. A few other implications, I think. I was thinking about this, uh, you know, yesterday at the close of yesterday. So I was, uh, you know, uh, think reflecting on the day. One, SBF has been downgraded from billionaire to millionaire. David, there's a report that he lost 96% of his net worth, and I think continuing to drop. Right. All right. He's one of the richest people in the world. I mean, I don't know, 20, 22 billion dollars was on Forbes list. Mm -hmm. I think he may have made the cover of Forbes. Yeah. He is now downgraded uh, to millionaire. I'm sure he's just going to be just fine, except I'm also not sure about, um, you know, kind of the, the legal implications of this, if this looks like something a bit more like fraud. Yeah, if, if it's one thing, first off, it's a, he's a millionaire. He's a hundreds of millionaire. He's got a net yes. worth of like over 500 million. So I don't, I don't, I'm not like, he's doing the whole crying with cash on his eyes thing right now. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. he might be doing that in, in jail yeah, yeah in it doesn't really matter like yeah it doesn't matter how much money you have if you uh, have to go to jail but we'll talk but about that later this is a key implication one of the mighty um like i mean everyone looked up to this guy uh, arthur hayes even as recently as this right. morning called him a once in a generation trader yeah and uh he's been kind of gone like reputation ruined uh second ftx becomes a vassal of binance Seems like that is yeah. is happening. They've already bent the knee. Whether Binance purchases FTX or not, we'll see. Uh, CZ, I think he's on track to become the richest person alive. Uh, certainly. Um, if if this deal, well, he's he's definitely up there to begin with. If this deal goes through, uh, I don't think much 
new wealth goes as easy, but so much more power goes as easy. Power, and then just think about like kind of next cycle. Once crypto is going to recover, once it does, CZ will own this market from a banker perspective. It's just like mm-hmm. CZ and Brian yeah. Armstrong kind of standing. Right. Yes, yeah. um, speaking of Brian, Coinbase gained some major legitimacy here. Big time. Right? Big Playing the time. game, yeah. doing things right, didn't have any assets on FTX. Like they come out looking squeaky, squeaky clean. And thank God we have them in the US. Because you know the U.S. regulators right. are looking at crypto and being like, "Yeah, you say you guys aren't the Wild West. Like, look what just happened." Right. Exactly. And this is why I think uh, you know F- SBF's DCC P- uh, PA Bill is dead, completely dead. And he was giving that a lot of uh, credibility, and we- we've lost a lot of that credibility in in uh, DC. My conclusion is after we- all of the events of this year. I felt like over the past uh, 18 months, you know, two years, this, this, uh, a lot of this bull market cycle, it's been kind of the era of like finance bros almost. I, I mean, like there's been a whole camp in crypto that has, hasn't been here for the, the OG crypto values. Uh, and um, they've been completely like wiped out through Ferris Capital, Luna, you know, Celsius, uh, taking these shortcuts, doing things on mar- margin, algo stable coins that like, clearly uh, couldn't hold up to the the true pressure and scrutiny of the market. And now FTX, it's the end of an era. And I think what's going to happen, David, is almost like a, a reformation type movement in crypto, where we sort of go back to some of the roots of this industry. Go like, back to first principles and why like trustless yes. uh, ownership of assets and not your not your keys, not your crypto. Going Say back to again. stuff like that. Say it again. Not baby. your keys, not your crypto. Like yes. it's crazy, Ryan, that we have to do this. It's, it's crazy, crazy that this happens over and over and over again. It's crazy, but w- one thing is I don't think it happens twice to the same people. Mm-hmm. All right? So the people who got Mount Goxed I'm betting did not get FTXed. Yeah, just now, big time. It's so the reason we have to keep repeating this is because we have no new cohorts. It's like every class, every crypto generation has to learn these lessons. And look, before 2022, Mount Gox was like an artifact of the past. Ten years ago, before we had smart contract platforms, before we were more sophisticated, before the professionals like SBF and Suzu uh, and Doquan. Where had entered, who know finance, know how the space works, right? Mm-hmm. Mount Gox, what does that stand for? Magic the Gathering online exchange, right? Like, right, exactly. Really <laughs> different level of sophistication. And so, what what has to happen is is the new cohort, the new class, has to, um, you know, has to learn these lessons. But let me ask you, David. Um, I I know I was talking to you this morning, mm-hmm. and um, you're pretty down, right? Like, what what's your mood been about this? It, it's like. Yeah, like I said, yesterday it was there was drama and drama on crypto Twitter. Like crypto Twitter jokes were like really good, uh, and like drama as a content producer is kind of fun. But then I wake up this morning and I'm like, oh, now we have to clean up. Now we have to. Now we have to. Now yeah. Now we have to grab a mop and like clean up after the mess. And this is the problem of people like Do Kwan. And people like Three Hours Capital, any, anybody who takes on significant responsibility and then burns that responsibility, we have to clean up their mess. And, I, and now that we have like the third tied for second biggest exchange in crypto going under, 
like after Three Arrows Capital is gone, after Terra Luna is blown up, like there's less and less people to clean up this mess as the bear market goes on. And so like now the responsibility of, of fixing the, the PR branding of crypto uh, is like falling on fewer and fewer people's people's shoulders because people are like fed up. People like I have not seen Ryan more people talk about like Kobe today. Kobe was like, I have thought about leaving this industry many times before, but today I came so close to the brink of just leaving and getting out of here. Did uh, you think about that? Did you think about leaving? No, I no, I can I can't leave. I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> David has no home. But like, to go. it's just like, what, how many times are we going to do this? Like, so, okay. So that sounds like, uh, to me, that f sounds like frustration. Yeah. Like Big and, frustration. And you're, you're, you're mad. So I tweeted this out, just mad or sad, do a mm -hmm. poll. Right. And it's like, I feel like these are the, I guess, some of the early stages of grief is either you're, you're, you're angry yeah. or, or you're sad, but you just reflected on, on something that, uh, uh, is cleaning up after the party. Um, Yo, can someone tell our lawmakers the FTX thing was CFI again, not DeFi? Right. Okay, it's so going to take, and like the thing is, this is, we're going to preach about this is why we DeFi. This is what DeFi is here yeah. to do. If you were in DeFi, you were fine. We have been yelling that take for the past like 12 months. No one cares anymore. Like no well, one even cares about DeFi. Imagine you're Jake Travinsky. So uh, I, I, I said this and Jake Travinsky is like, on it but like mm -hmm. imagine thank you jake thanks jake. imagine you're jake trevinsky you're working with lawmakers on to try to get like good DeFi language or to try to get that excluded from the dccpa they barely understand crypto in the ag uh committee agriculture committee and then this happens this week mm -hmm. what do you think that does to our credibility in dc people like jake people like the DeFi education fund sbf is no longer going to have a place at the table obviously right, right? completely delegitimized yeah. our industry yet again. And people are going to have to try to pick up these pieces and try to tell lawmakers like what really happened. But I think we're going to get broad brushed here, right. which is so unfortunate. That's why it costs us so much. These mm -hmm. types of things cost us so much. The, the legitimacy of the space, reputation of the space. Um, I mean, people can't differentiate between right. DeFi and CeFi to your point. Okay, so you're frustrated. You're it's frustrated. Just, it's, I think just like at this point, after Terra Luna, after Three Arrows Capital, now after the third largest, the reason why this hits extra hard is because like you could be forgiven for not knowing who Three Arrows Capital was if you weren't in crypto, but FTX went on huge promotional campaigns. They bought an arena in Tom Florida. Brady, Tom Brady. They had Super Bowl commercials, and that's what went under. So like now there's FTX Arena. Now. And which is now FTX is, is now worth uh, Miami. It's the old Miami Heat Arena. Okay, um, I think that's right. <laughs> I mean, it's one sports thing that, it's, that we it's know. It's not going to be next year. I mean, someone else is going to have to. I guess they give it back to Wells Fargo. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, but Columbus. like the the problem is that like FTX was so public, and then they burned. They to a lot of people, FTX is crypto, and so when they go under, like it it's the it the scar on the PR of crypto is so much worse. It just kind of reminds me of like the ICO era where like the only reason why the bear, the bull market started in 2020 was because people finally forgot that the ICO era existed. And so I've been bullish on this bear market up, up till recently just because like, oh, it's not so bad. Like three hours capital, like yeah, uh, Doquan, Terra Luna, Algorithmic Stablecoins. Great. We learned that lesson. We learned the lesson. That was new for us. We learned the lesson that the Algorithmic Stablecoin is not a good thing. 
we had already learned this lesson and it was the third, second biggest exchange, crypto exchange of all time. And, and so, so like, like now at this point, I'm just like capitulating on the ideas. Like now the only like way to get more people excited about crypto is to get them to forget about 2022. Yeah. I, I so I was reading the, the chat log as, as you were, somebody's mm -hmm. asking if there's another leg down coming. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. I think the answer, uh, could very well be yes. Some people are, the, are yeah. The facts. There's differing opinions out there. Yeah. But, but let me ask you more about your mood because what I'm hearing now is, uh, this afternoon, David mm -hmm. is uh, frustrated and angry. Right. But this morning, David, when I talked to you, you were like the first like words out of your mouth were like, "I'm sad." Yeah. Like, and I think that's the that's the other mood that and and I want to ask the chat too, like uh, Bankless community, how are you guys feeling about this? Yeah. Like, how are you doing? You guys, you guys okay? Um, let us know. They want us to stop talking about uh, our our emotions. No, but I just think we be why wants to. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the entire crypto industry is uh, is saddened by this yes. as well. Can you, can you tap into that uh, for a minute? I mean, a lot of people still have their funds on FTX and they don't know if they're going to get their money back. Right. All right. Yeah, I, mean, I actually chat. If, if you have funds on FTX, like drop a message in the chat because I'd like to know if how many people like what that watch Bankless like you also use FTX and like lost money in FTX. Because like cause now now there are like there are people offering. Uh, hey, I'm selling all of my. Uh, I, I'm willing to put an offer of like my one million dollars that I have in 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 FTX at like seventy cents on the dollar. Like I, I we've seen tweets like this, or people are selling their FTX accounts for a discount for people that would like to take the gamble that uh, that you somebody might pull through and make them whole. I'm saying like like maybe twenty percent of the chat is saying yes, I have yeah. funds on FTX. Eighty percent mm -hmm. maybe saying saying no. no. Uh, so thankfully a lot of bankless listeners avoided that, but, um, look, if, if you were among those who still have funds in FTX, okay. Um, let me just tell you, it's not, it didn't just happen to the, the people who are new in crypto. Yeah. I mean, David, do you see some of the people who are like, look, we got completely wrecked. Researchers. Uh, like researchers. Was like, it Tom from Delphi? I saw. No, I, I think he just was giving his con, con, uh, condolences. Okay. Larry, Larry, Larry Cermak from the block said he was, he got his biggest day one loss of all time because he trusted FTX. Guys, right? Yeah. Like the, these are super smart, sophisticated individuals that I would not blame. That, that was a calculated choice. And like, honestly, no one saw this coming. No one saw this coming. Not at all. No one saw, no one. Okay, so I think Look, here's the thing we have to protect ourselves against. I think mm -hmm. we know the general principle of not your keys, not your coin, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that should be evident. So, like, do you remember uh, Andreas? Man, I go back to the OGs. You remember Andreas Antonopoulos? Yeah. He's like, he's like, an exchange should be like a public bathroom. You get in, do your business, <laughs> get and out. get out. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Right? Like, that's how we should treat exchanges. And we didn't. Mm -hmm. not, not us. I'm talking about like many in the industry many, didn't. Yeah and had funds in FTX. But it's like, so I am, I'm also tapping, like I feel that uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money. And the other the other piece here that, that saddens me is like, it didn't, it's, a, it's another, David, it's another self-inflicted wound, mm -hmm. okay? That's gonna set us back. Just like Lunaterra, Three Arrows Capital, self-inflicted wounds, like literally the shotgun and we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. It's just, it didn't have to be like this. SBF is a genius. I think he like saying that now sounds really, but like, I think he is a brilliant once in a generation trader, 
built like FTX was a great product, except for the insolvency thing. Right. But like it worked. They added features very quickly. Like it was in some ways ahead of like Coinbase and some of its contemporaries. I mean, execution kind of got them there. And then he made this mistake and it's all self-inflicted. And yeah. like I'm sad because it's cost a lot of people a lot. It's cost their industry a lot. And I think it set us back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't put a timeline. Like, has it set us back a year? At least. Has it set yeah. us back 18 months? Yeah. Like two years? I mean, we, we, we already had debts to pay with like Three Rose Capital and, and Luna and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just added more debt to pay for sure. David, someone wants to, um, in the chat, wants to see if we'll publicly ap apologize to Bitcoin for being, uh, or sorry, to BitBoy. Um, were we wrong about BitBoy? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I was talking to somebody from from the bankless side of things about like, all right, well, why is everyone in the chat saying like BitBoy was right? Uh, apparently BitBoy, BitBoy like a while ago was like, get your funds out of uh, FTX. Uh, so uh, if he said that, like, yeah, good job, BitBoy. Uh, that's yeah. great. Um, that's the, the take that I heard and like, I need to go go and find out where he actually said this. But like the take that I heard is like, BitBoy kind of says a lot of things. <laughs> but, but, uh, but if he but, said that, then that was great. Yes. And if people listen to him, then that's great. Look, but generally, let's let's apply that to get your funds out of all exchanges. Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, no one knows the next exchange to to kind of uh, go bust. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is why we have to go bankless. Um, can we talk about the story? Can we continue the sure. story here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So now, now we're gonna. That, that was the the <laughs> emotional recap. Now we're gonna talk about some of the things that have happened today. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, yeah, CZ. So th this came it all this started morning. with CZ. Yeah. And um, this is where it starts this morning, too. What's he tweeting here? Yeah. So CZ says, in the spirit of transparency, might as well share the actual note, uh, an actual, like a memo sent to the Binance team. Uh, uh, so apparently Binance uh, employees are called Binanceans. Uh, and CZ says, given the events that transpired over the last couple of days, I want to reiterate a few points. Uh, one, we did not master this or anything related to it. It was less than 24 hours ago that SBF called me. And before that, I had very little knowledge of the internal state of things at FTX. I could do some mental calculations with our revenues to guess theirs, but it was would never be accurate. Uh, I was surprised when he wanted to talk. My first reaction was he wants to do an OTC deal, but here we are. Two, as the due diligence for the deal is ongoing, I want to remind everyone, do not trade FTT tokens. If you have a bag, you have a bag. Do not sell or buy. As soon as I finished the call with SPF yesterday, I asked our team to stop selling as an organization. Yes, we have a bag, but that's okay. More importantly, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard than even banks. Three, obviously do not comment on the deal publicly or internally. If you are not directly involved, do not ask. We have a good team handling it. Things will play out. That's about the audit that they are, uh, Binance is auditing FTX for. FTX going down is not good for anyone in the industry do not view it as a win for us user confidence is severely shaken regulators will scrutinize exchanges even more licenses around the globe will get harder and people uh, now think uh, that we are the biggest and will attack us more uh, that that's that's okay we are used to being open and leaning into headwinds in fact we embrace scrutiny we must significantly increase our transparency proof of reserves insurance funds etc a lot more to come in this area we have a lot of tough work ahead of us not to mention prices swinging wildly five speaking of prices as I have said many times over the years, ignore the prices. Let's keep our heads down and focus on building products people use. It has worked for us for years. And today is lastly, no, obviously no exception. And lastly, I want to say that I'm proud of each and every one of you for all of your hard work as a team. Thank you. We have still many challenges ahead. Let's continue to push ahead and help increase the freedom of money all around the world steadily and consistently. Ryan, what's your, what's your reaction to this memo? Um, look, I mean, people said it's transparent and I totally agree. Although I think it's extremely transparent, yeah. But there is a side of like... Um, uh, yeah, tr true transparency, 
shares everything, of course. And this is like selective transparency, which is which is interesting. So um, look, I, I, I think uh, CZ is too strategy boss to like, I'm like, he knows he's very, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's totally in command. So he, he while this is a transparent, I'm sure this was a real internal memo. Uh, he also chose to share it very strategically. Very strategic. uh, uh, everything, just, everything he does is very intentional. Yeah. Yes. So I, I will give it that context. So the question is like, what is he saying? And, mm -hmm. uh, and why is he, why is he saying it? I think um, the you know the point to you due diligence for the deal is still ongoing, right? Um, so he's just reestablishing that like, no, F F Binance has not acquired FTX. There's an LOI, and we're still doing due diligence. And um, you know, fourth, he, he's kind of giving a reason that this is this is not good for everyone in the industry. So maybe that is a driving force for why uh, CZ comes in and rescues the thing. Um, I guess the, the big question to me is like, because maybe we'll get to this, but reports after this have been saying that uh, CZ Binance is considering walking away from the deal. Right. Right? And hearing that is also kind of to be expected as well as part of like, are the negotiation, are the deal type stuff, right? Like you just, maybe we'll walk away. Like, you know, in order to get the best terms, but it, it's just, I guess it's hard to know uh, what to what to believe at this point, or what CZ's uh, true intentions are, and maybe he doesn't know until they fully do the due diligence, hear the blowback from the community. Um, David, the government may even be stepping in yeah. here in some yeah. way. Like they're too be late. Conversations we're not privy to. Um, the well, okay, the, the I, chat is uh, being much more skeptical on on CZ than we are. Um, people are are saying that he is a mastermind. He he. Um, coordinated orchestrated everything uh i don't know i kind of i'm ready to take cz at face value to be honest i don't know i think both of these things can be true mm -hmm. it's like I, I think he is a mastermind um but i also think that um he's played the long-term game in, in crypto somewhat at least yeah. much more so than than sbf or sbf wouldn't be in this place of weakness yeah uh, so th this is uh, a, a tweet out of a ledger who is uh, uh saying that sam is deleting tweets uh and the tweet being deleted is a tweet that says ftx is fine assets are fine and another tweet that says ftx has enough to cover all client holdings we don't invest client assets even in treasuries uh the idea is that these tweets are being deleted because uh, they're wrong at best and perhaps lies at worst. And if they're lies, then that's fraud. Uh, well, let's be clear on two things. One, SP Sam, you can't delete things from the internet. Yep. <laughs> Still got it. Like the internet remembers. <laughs> and number two, I'm doubtful this was actually SBF. I'm sure it's I think it, I think it's been SP I think it's been legal team and lawyers and PR uh, for the past at least 36 hours, 48 hours. Yeah. But David, mm -hmm. let's remember what he said. November 7th, the context for this. FTX, this is Monday. Yeah. Assets are fine. FTX is fine. Yeah. FTX has underline yeah. has enough to cover all client holdings. We don't invest client assets, even in treasuries. These are, if any of these things are not true, I mean, what is what do you call this tweet? Out outright lying. Yeah, is, Law, is fraud deception? Lying and fraud are like the same, right? Like it's just like fraud is just like a lie that's in court. I think 
there's I, I don't think you can yes I think this like you know I don't know what the legal distinctions between these things are um, but but fraud is uh, fraud is certainly a crime especially when you're a crypto exchange and a banker this was a this was a big oof uh, and so here is a picture of a, an old Sam tweet that says uh, uh, biggest things here are making sure no one goes under it's making sure that one it's not to unsuspecting retail two that risks are properly disclosed and three no contagion. Uh, and so this was a, this was when was this back in June, uh, and so it's just like a big oof because and this was after in the context of after three O's capital right down right right and then Sam's yes. weighing in on this yes exactly and he's like it's not what what is he saying here uh, if if something goes down you have to make sure number one it doesn't affect unsuspecting retail number two the risks were properly disclosed and number three it's no contagion I think we got all those boxes checked yeah. I don't think retail and FTX is feeling particularly good about this. I think they're feeling pretty affected right now. I don't think the risks of depositing funds into FTX were fully disclosed. And by the way, do you know, David, the chat was saying this, um, you can still deposit funds into FTX. You can still deposit money into FTX. Like if you deposit that down. Right. And because like, you know, people, sometimes people don't check. They are, they aren't in crypto Twitter. They aren't following the news. Uh, so if you deposit That's money into FTX, ticket. it's just like, and it's gone. You know that meme? <laughs> that mean the bank of like, you give the money to the bank and then they say, yeah. and it's gone. It's literally that. You're I'm putting sure it money into it. Into, oh, I'm sure yep. there's you can watch it on chain. Planet. People are actually sending money to FTX right now. And number three, no contagion. Uh, we're definitely. Oh, we're definitely talking. Contagion. We're well contagion. beyond contagion. Yeah, that's what we're talking about next. Yeah, even Edward Snowden is is tuning, uh, giving his takes here. Uh, so this is Edward Snowden deleting the tweet about uh, or re retweeting the tweet about Sam deleting his tweets, saying, "And they call me a criminal." Um, I think this is one of the bigger questions: is like, is SBF in legal trouble? Uh, and I think the answer to that question is going to be a function of how big the hole is on the FTX balance sheet. We do not can, know. Can we say yes? I mean, that, the fact that he's that in it's legal gotten, trouble. We just don't know how much at this point. We just don't know how much. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, can't we just like let's connect some dots here? Can't yeah. We just I say mean, yes? we're yeah. Things are going to courts at the very least. I think whether he is personally in legal trouble is perhaps still up in the air. Yeah. This is a SBF to uh, investors. This yes. is a letter that. Um, appears to be legitimate from the mouth of SBF. And he says this, this was yesterday, to his investors, of course, the investors in FTX. I'm sorry, I've been hard to contact the last few days. I wish I could have been more communicative, uh, communicative during this process, but unfortunately I wasn't able to be. Things were coming together dynamically. Wow, that's an understatement. We've entered into a non-binding agreement with finance to buy FTX. What does this mean exactly? That's a good question. Fortunately, I don't have a perfect answer for you because the details are still being hashed out. We'll keep you updated as we learn more over the next days and weeks. This is key. <laughs> Our first priority, he says, is to protect customers and the industry. That's been guiding what we do. Has it? We're optimistic that we'll accomplish all of these, which means that we'll soon be focusing on our second priority, our shareholders, first depositors, second shareholders. That should be the stacking order. Again, I wish I had more details for you guys right now. I don't yet. I'll give them as they're hashed out, but protecting our shareholders is our highest priority outside of non-negotiable ones. I am likely to be very swamped for the next few days, so unfortunately, I probably won't have much time for a bit. And then he refers to uh, somebody on the team who might be uh, have some more time, and he says he'll write back soon, later, when he has more details. That is the message from SBF. What do you make of this? Uh, it's... Uh... 
I think if you scroll down, I think uh, Aubrey Strobel had a really good take. Yeah, there we go. That's my opinion. <laughs> You're on your own? You're on your own. Pew, pew, pew. We're out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, basically saying you guys are last to get reimbursed. Now, this is something I think that is uh, that is breaking, actually. So this was a, a story from this morning from Coindesk saying Binance is strongly leaning towards scrapping FTX. David, I think uh, while we've started live streaming, right. we may have a different report. About An additional the, report, the a developing report. Yeah. So yeah. so this is what came out yeah. this morning is like, ooh, Binance took a look at the balance sheet and they got real scared. Uh, the most recent report, which uh, chat was just uh, blowing up about, uh, $1 Binance FTX deal is off the table unless FTX US is a part of the package, which uh, FTX US and FTX are different entities. Same brand in the same way that Binance US and What's Binance. What's a one dollar Binance? F so FTX that's US? that is how much uh, Binance or uh, FTX is worth. So FTX is worth one. Wait, wait, one dollar. One dollar, uh, because they have a X number of billion dollar hole on their balance sheet, so they owe money. And so the reason why somebody like Binance would buy FTX is because they have employees, they have a network, they have branding, they have a, a the stadium. The dollar is just a symbol it's that just you're a buying. Yeah, it's basically liabilities, not assets. You are buying liabilities, not assets, right? It, um, it could be ten dollars. It could be sixty nine dollars. Yeah. It could be four hundred twenty dollars. But it's one in this. Yeah, case. you you are buying debt, so you like it's not it's not cool to go buy this FTX <laughs> thing. You are buying liabilities. Uh, so like, I mean, Ryan, you want to go buy <laughs> FTX for one dollar? <laughs> I do not. Do you want to do, do take on the responsibility of repaying billions of dollars of customer deposits? Uh, no, thanks. Well, that see, neither does CZ, no uh, unless allegedly uh, FTX US is a part of the package. All right. Well, you know what this headline reads to me? Hmm. Negotiation. Yeah. So this is CZ negotiation. Yeah. Uh, I want FTX too. Yeah. What, what's Sam going to say? I mean, right. he's going to say, yes, sir. You yeah. can have FTX as well. Like what, what, what other uh, choices? I, I don't, again, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, uh, but if the choice is saying yes or going to jail, that might be the rock in the hard place that Sam finds himself in. And one of those choices is easier than the others. Which one? Uh, saying yes to CZ versus going to jail. Not going to jail? <laughs> not going to that jail. One? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. That'd definitely be the preference. Uh, what are we looking at here? This is a headline from Bloomberg, whose main, main, main street, uh, mainstream media financial news is reporting on this. Yeah. So the uh, headline here, uh, <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX empire faces U.S. probe into client funds and lending. Uh, and so this is the... the <laughs> This is uh, regulators coming for crypto because we messed up. Uh, we didn't self-regulate. Wait, me? We? Yes, us, all of us. We did? We did. We, as huh. an industry, messed up. I have a um, hard time with that. I understand that take. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a hard time with that. Um, regulators coming in. It's frustrating. I'll go to the SEC now, and it's frustrating that this is happening after the fact, not before. Uh, but yet, here we are. Uh, but now FTX is getting a, a probe, so I think we can expect, uh, if not willing clarity, then forced clarity because of F SEC and CFTC probes. Um, so uh, the, the three four-letter institutions are now getting involved. Uh, I, I think the big question, which we're still going to get to a little bit later in all of this, the acquisition, all of this, uh, and even kind of the investigation by the authorities is how big is the hole? How big is the hole? 
that's what we need to to get to eventually. But so what happened this morning? Yeah, so this is uh, another quote out of DB. Um, uh, I don't know the source, but uh, they're saying the legal and compliance teams all just quit. Um, oof. Uh, I mean, you, you, what, what other message can you take away from how big the hole is when you see the legal and compliance team just like oh, everyone, they're just abandoning shit. Yeah. They're like, hey, hey, guys, do you want to help us like plug the holes in this ship? And they're like, no, we're bailing out of this ship. We're out of here. Nope. Yeah. Taking on too much water. Yeah. We don't want to end up in an orange jumpsuit either. Mm -hmm. Um, This is crazy, though, just to kind of zoom out. And if Uh, apparently the the chat, Ryan, is uh, Binance is officially walking away from the chat. I think that's supposed to be. Walking away from the what? Excuse me, the the chat, (laughs) the deal. Uh, I think that's supposed to be regardless of. Uh, whether or not uh, uh, FTX US is involved or not. Oh my God. Uh, you want to pull up the Bitcoin chart, the Ether chart? Let's see what that, that's done to the I markets. I don't know if I do. Do I have to? Uh, yeah, let's do it. That's, that's what the... Uh... Okay. Well, I mean, we're at the lows, but it, we haven't broken down any further. Okay. But so where's this uh, sourced here? Uh, Wall Street the... Journal. That's a Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The headline here. If you're listening to this, Binance walks away from FTX deal. When according was that? to company. 340, that was five minutes ago. According to, uh, according to, uh, well, so maybe it's more than negotiation posturing here, David. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can we linger on that for, for just a second? Yeah. What would it mean if Binance walks away from this deal? Uh, are we, I think we are assuming that Binance is the most willing purchaser of FTX US, as in deepest the, pockets, yeah, the, the deepest pockets, the most relevant company. Uh, and if they are saying that they are walking away from the deal, that means FTX is such a toxic balance sheet that no one will touch it. And whatever few remaining assets will be liquidated and the courts are going to determine who gets what. Uh, And if you have money in FTX, you are going to, after years of court battles, you are going to be returned probably pennies on the dollar, depending on how big the hole is in FTX, which again, we do not know. So I think what this is implying is if if CZ, if Binance walks away, then all FTX depositors have just been Mashinskied. They've yeah. been Alex Mashinskied. Yeah. Which, of course, is uh, where, where Celsius is gone. I'm going to shoot know. from the hip here and say less than 15 cents on the dollar. So this is what's uh, crazy about some of these crypto bank lending institution failings, right? Is um, you had Celsius, Alex Mashinsky, that's going to bankruptcy court. Um, people aren't getting their money back anytime soon. If they do, it'll be pennies, cents on the dollars um, after, you know, years of proceedings. Um, you know, another comparison is, is Mt. Gox. You've been Mashinsky, you've been Mt. Goxed. With some of the, the crypto bank failures like BlockFi, for instance, um, there was a de- bailout for depositors. Mm-hmm. But David, guess who bailed them out? Uh, tell me. Who bailed out BlockFi? You remember this. Oh, yeah. It was FTX. <laughs> What do we do? <laughs> oh my God! Chat, can this, you can you link the uh, the the uh, Wall Street Journal post in in chat? Yeah, we need to get to the source on that. Mm-hmm. Look at this, David. Um, as we're as we're kind of getting the the source and confirming that a little bit um, further, there was um, a tweet uh, from Depression BTC. 
Bro, he even said there might be an effing airdrop for people that leave their funds on his exchange. Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. He didn't actually say it, but SBF retweeted a tweet that said, I can't wait for my FTX airdrop for not moving any of my funds. And SBF retweeted that. I hope that's actually the SBF account. It could be, that could be wrong. Um, But like if that, if people are saying it is and everyone's saying it, so I'm kind of running with it. On the 7th, trying to prevent bank run, doing it by any means necessary. If you're really willing to, tweet something about a prospective airdrop what else are you willing to do yeah. are you willing to like lend alameda ftx depositors funds mm-hmm. in order to try to keep them solvent for some pe- temporary period of time i think the answer to that question is yes yeah. the uh, alameda research site is uh is also gone uh completely wiped off the internet right now yeah alameda research uh, that website is dead uh you can we can i think save we we were speculating on this when i, I said uh when the ftt token fell below 22 dollars, that was the death of alameda research i think that that's now that the website's gone i think that we are can confirm that david we're looking at the wall street journal uh the team just dug up a link here uh, Binance says it will walk away from the deal to buy FTX. Crypto exchange decision come as it conducts due diligence on FTX. So uh, the fact that it didn't that. take them that long to make that decision, it took them what twenty four hours, maybe a little bit more, twenty four hours, uh, implies the hole is big. The hole is too big. big. Yeah, real big. This isn't just a, a flesh wound, a gunshot. This yeah. is like a shot to the, heart. to the chest okay I, I think um unless you want to go into something else we can go into that tweet thread ryan that uh explains the connection as to why and how that hole got so big you want to, you want to, you ready to go down that rabbit hole are you talking about um was it lucas's tweet or the, who, who did this Luki? Uh, that was let's see okay. um, uh, lucas uh yeah this one this, this one? one yep yep this is the one this is speculation that but but it's pretty good speculation theory yes yesterday and it seems to be like the, the evidence is um coming out that this this theory could be more correct than not. So, uh, yeah. What, what's the theory of how all of this happened and how, yeah, the whole got sure. so big. So this is, uh, when we started the live stream yesterday, uh, I, I kind of proposed this question as to like, why didn't Alameda Research blow up like everyone else after the three arrows capital contagion? Like, why were they different? Uh, because that, that did kind of stick out. Why was three, why was FTX able to buy up everyone uh while everyone else was bleeding we didn't you mean uh, back in back in may when back in may. all like when we thought we flushed all the crap down the toilet yeah and all the leverage and all the degen was kind of flushed out of the system and bitcoin dropped to what definitely under 20k right eth dropped to like triple digits 800 yeah right mm-hmm. uh you would have thought alameda would have gotten flushed out mm-hmm. in that whole right process along right with along the with the rest, the rest. yeah another mm-hmm. degen hedge fund like everyone got addicted yeah. to leverage in in 2021 and so everyone that was on leverage alameda uh was supposed to get flushed out yet alameda didn't why okay, didn't so why? why didn't yeah. alameda get flushed out so th- again this is just speculation but this lucas newsy guy throws in a very good thread of some on-chain snooping that we'll go ahead and read out here uh, and he begins and says i found evidence that ftx might have uh provided a massive bailout for alameda in q2 which came, which now came back to haunt them. Uh, Forty days ago, 100, 173 million FTT tokens worth over four billion USD became active on chain, and a rabbit hole appeared. And so this is the rabbit hole that Lucas goes down. That day, September eighth, over eight point six billion dollars of FTT was moved on chain. That was by far the largest daily move of FTT in the token's existence, and one of the largest ERC twenty daily moves we have ever recorded at Coinmetrics. Oh, if this guy works at Coinmetrics, he's, yeah. Oh, he does. He did. Yeah, he does. He's, a, he's a great, great snoop. Um, 
Uh, tweet three, I went through all the transfers that happened that day using Coinmetrics Atlas and ranked them. I found a, a peculiar transaction that interacted with a contract from the FTT ICO. This 2019 contract automatically released 173 million FTT tokens from the tokens ICO address. Uh, the recipient of the $4.2 billion worth of FTT tokens was no one but Alameda Research. So what? Question mark. Alameda and FTX were intrinsically connected from day one, and Alameda obviously participated in the FTX ICO, but what happened next was interesting. Alameda then sent the entire balance to the address of the deployer of the FTT ERC-20, which was controlled by someone at FTX. In other words, Alameda auto-vested $4.2 billion of FTT just to immediately send it back to FTX. Here's what I think happened. Alameda, as a conclusion of this, Alameda blew up in Q2 along with 3O's Capital and others. It only survived because it was able to secure funding from FTX using the collateral of the 172 million FTT tokens that was guaranteed to vest four months later. Once vested, all tokens were sent back as repayment. Remember, the FTT ICO contract vests automatically. Had FTX let Alameda implode in May, their collapse would have ensured the subsequent liquidation of all FTT tokens vested in September. It would have been terrible for FTX. So they found a way to avoid this scenario. Before you go on, David, so mm -hmm. what he's saying is the theory of how Alameda survived mm -hmm. uh, past three hours capital and the big blow up of all of the, the leveraged margin uh, mm -hmm. funds that were taking undue risk, which Alameda was probably part of that cohort, um, was they got funding from FTX using FTT tokens. And mm -hmm. remember, that is the loyalty token, pseudo equity right. asset of FTX, um, which which I, I believe entitles FTT owners to some portion of, of trading fees, something like this. So it's like this weird pseudo equity thing that's supposed to go up in proxy with uh, the value of FTX. That's the only reason they right. survived. So right. they would have been blown out of the water like all of the rest, if it wasn't for Daddy FTX that um, lent them some funds right. based on the value of FTT tokens. It's like a huge self-dealing uh, kind of, I don't know, um, I, I, shady shady practice here. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm, I'm assuming, this, this might be speculation on my part, but just to understand this, uh, Alameda uh, had FTT tokens vesting, $4.2 billion of FTT vesting. So they had that, but they didn't have that available. So, and they needed money to not blow up. And so I'm assuming F, uh, uh, FTX sent Alameda like dollars under the contract. I might be speculating here under the contract that they, that FTX will get FTT tokens that Alameda will vest in the future. And then when uh, Alameda did vest the FTT tokens in the future, they immediately sent them to FTX. Uh, and so I'm assuming that those were the customer deposits that people needed to fact check me on this. The, the customer deposits that got created the hole in FTX that we see today were the was the money that was sent to Alameda. So Alameda wouldn't blow up and Alameda uh, signed an agreement with FTX to give them their FTT tokens once they vested. I think that is what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, let's continue. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, uh, I'll go on to uh, tweets. Let's see. Uh, yeah, tweet number seven. The timing makes sense. Alameda and FTX essentially put all the chips on the table in Q2 and used that cash to bail others out. This solidified FTX image as a solvent and rep responsible institution, which helped FTT's price. 
And that, honestly, that's what we were saying on Bankless, right? That's like, yo. Yesterday, like, our speculation. No, like or... for the past like six months, like FTX bought BlockFi. They bought, like and, and yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried won the bear market because FTX was so solvent and so profitable that it was able oh. to buy up all the blood. This yeah, is what everyone good. was saying. Yeah, they looked like the responsible player. The responsible right. players left were like, you know, of course, like, you know, Gemini, they're doing fine. Kraken's doing fine. But the big, the responsibles with deep pockets were like uh, Coinbase, Brian Armstrong. Mm -hmm. uh, but they weren't in acquisition mode. Binance and, and SBF. Mm -hmm. And Binance and SBF were kind of the bailout kings consolidating all of these things. And they they looked pretty clean. Alameda looked like, looked like the fund that didn't blow up. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, even yeah. even in these chaotic market conditions, but it looks like maybe they did. Right. And that was the start of uh, SBF using depositor funds, trading some FTT type tokens. Mm -hmm. uh, the co-mingling kind of like continued there because he didn't want Alameda to go under right. at that point in time. Right. Yeah, so this is this is why the price of FTT was so important to Alameda Research. They were like, "We'll buy it all at twenty-two dollars." Guess what it's at right now, Ryan? I'm gonna look. Are we talking about FTT tokens? FTT tokens. Oof. Okay, last time twenty-two dollars was, was yeah, yeah, three. It's three ten on your chart. It's two twenty two dollars and a quarter on FTX. Look at this. Look at this drop. That's this bad. is this is post. Um, is this the market? This most recent candle here is this yeah. the market figuring out about um well, yeah the, no one's cars. coming to save ftt yeah mm -hmm. i mean this is what 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 the chat is saying right now mm -hmm. um by the way should i be using something other than coin gecko for for life yes you, you should sake? but it's 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 i think That's, it's i find it endearing ryan trader. that you're not a charter That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. All right. yeah um, um Okay, so back back into the back into the Lucas thread just to finish this thing off. Uh, the Alameda bailout likely put a dent on FTX's balance sheet to the point where it was no longer solvent. This would be fine if the price of FTT didn't collapse and a bank run would ensue. This is why Alameda tried to their best to protect FTT's price. Uh, and then it, it does continue. Uh, and then here's where things get crazier. There's a chance the folks from Binance knew about this arrangement between FTX and Alameda, an opportunity emerged. This is where we're kind of like getting into the idea that uh, CZ was a mastermind playing 4D chess, uh, which he, when he made his memo, was like, no, we, I'm not a 4D chess mastermind. I'm just a guy making deals. Uh, but if you believe that CZ is a 4D chess playing mastermind, you might be into this. Uh, so there's a chance that the folks from Binance knew about this arrangement between FTX and Alameda, an opportunity emerged. As large holders of FTT, they could start deliberately tanking the market to force FTX to face a liquidity crunch, which is ultimately what happened in the last 48 hours. Long and behold, Binance comes to FTX rescue. Did CZ just walk out with one of his largest competitors at the expense of a relatively large FTT bag, which he was going to unwind anyways? Huge if true. Uh, and so then uh, did all of the, this thread is basically 24 hours later, 21 uh, hours. Uh, four hours ago, Lucas adds to the thread saying, evidence that supports this hypothesis keeps coming out. FTX US President Brett Harrison steps down a day before the September 28th transfer of FTT tokens and speculates that maybe he wasn't on board with a transaction that might look like outright fraud. Wow, okay, so I think the the base of this theory checks out. The, the last part I'm not sure that checks out is this all part of uh, CZ's 4D chess move to right. take out FTX. I mean, I think part of that could be true, mm -hmm. but um, I mean, this doesn't serve the interests of Binance or CZ no. if they walk away from this deal, crypto prices are down real bad, 
this sets the industry back by 18 to 24 months. We take a major black eye with regulators. Like that's not in CZ's and Binance's interest. No. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I think that's like, right. None of us want that to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, even even kind of like shark business motivated CZ, if that if that's your model of him, uh, he wouldn't want that to happen either. Right. And and uh, just to tie this thread off, we'll go. We'll skip to uh, tweet number fourteen, the very last one, and then click the tweet that that is retweeting. Uh, <laughs> because that that tweet is retweeting SBF saying, SBF, uh, rotating a few FTX wallets today, mostly non-circulating. We do this periodically. Might be a few more coming, won't have any effect. So he's just saying, hey, we're doing some wallet stuff. The FTX exchange is doing some wallet stuff. Uh, and this was uh, the transfer of FTT tokens to Alameda. Uh, and so this is this is what that was. And so he was on Twitter saying, hey, we're going to send some FTT tokens around normal operations. Nothing to look. Don't look beyond the curtain. Uh, so how long ago was that? That was in September 28th. Um, yeah. Crazy. Guys, uh, there's more to talk about. We got to talk about some more of the contagion. I, I think we want to talk about like the emotions in the market, like the, the market. Oh my God. No, the, the contagion more. is so crazy. Ryan, 10% uh, of multi-coin capital had their their fund on FTX. Uh, yeah. And so that's a fund that is related to all of their investments. And that's not just like the contagion conversation is huge. All right. Well, uh, don't jump too far ahead of us Sorry. because David, we got it's a bear market. We have to pay for the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guys, we'll be right back. We'll talk about all this, talk about Solana a little bit more, and maybe talk about some of the uh, the regulation as well. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. In all of my years in crypto, I've never been hacked, scammed, or lost money to a thief. And a lot of that credit goes to my Ledger hardware wallet. The Ledger Nano X and the Ledger Nano S Plus hardware wallets allow users like you and me to secure and manage all of our crypto assets and our NFTs, all with the security of storing users' private keys offline and out of reach from hackers. The Ledger Nano X is the perfect hardware wallet for managing your crypto and NFTs on the go because it connects to your phone with Bluetooth and has a nice big screen for easy transaction readings. Ledger has also upgraded the iconic Ledger Nano S and made the new Ledger Nano S device more DeFi and NFT friendly, making it the perfect hardware wallet for beginners. Ledger has truly maximized for both ease of use and security. So discover which Ledger device is best suited for your journey by going and visiting shop.ledger.com. If you've been listening to Bankless, you know that we're fans of the modular blockchain thesis. The idea that blockchains will separate execution from data availability and consensus, allowing all three to become the best versions of themselves. And fuel has built the fastest modular execution layer in the industry. By supporting parallel transaction execution, Fuel unlocks significantly faster throughput for the web free world. Fuel also goes beyond the limitations of the EVM with its own Fuel VM, which is more efficient and optimized, opening up the design space for developers. And lastly, Fuel brings a powerful developer experience with its own domain-specific language, Sway, and a supportive toolchain called Fork. With Fuel, you can have the benefits of smart contract languages like Solidity while adopting the improvements made by the Rust tooling ecosystem, letting the Fuel development environment go beyond the limitations of the EVM. If you want to learn more, there's a link in the show notes to see how you can get involved with the Fuel network. The Layer 2 era is upon us. Ethereum's Layer 2 ecosystem is growing every day, and we need Layer 2 bridges to be fast and efficient in order to live a Layer 2 life. Across is the fastest, cheapest, and most secure cross-chain bridge. With Across, you don't have to worry about high fees or long wait times. Assets are bridged and available for use almost instantaneously. Across's bridges are powered by UMA's optimistic oracle to securely transfer tokens between Layer 2s and Ethereum. Across is critical ecosystem infrastructure, and Across V2 has just launched. Their new version focuses on higher capital 
capital efficiency, layer two to layer two transfers, and a brand new chain with Polygon, all while prioritizing high security and low fees. You can be a part of Across's story by joining their Discord and using Across for all of your layer two transferring needs. So go to across.to to quickly and securely bridge your assets between Ethereum, Optimism, Polygon, Arbitrum, or Boba networks. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, we got to talk about uh, some of the contagion, talk about some of the, the response from around the space. There's also been some uh, breaking news coming out of Binance that um, we, we want to cover. Just a tweet. New tweet just dropped. Maybe nothing breaking <laughs> from Binance this. New Binance just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, before we get to that Binance tweet, another thing I was reading in the chat chat logs uh, during during the break here, uh, and people were upset about uh, the Nexo commercial mm, that we just mm -hmm. put on. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me just comment on that, guys. So... Um, I have used crypto, is this a confession time? I have used crypto banks and exchanges in the past, including centralized lending companies. Um, not very much, mostly just to test. Um, Nexo has been among those. So is Celsius. So is BlockFi. I had my funds, um, like I'm never getting my funds out of Celsius. Um, just to test, right? Mm -hmm. um, Nexo is a company that came out of the you know, three hours May, capital contagion, three hours capital contagion. Uh, they seemed strong. Okay. They seemed like they were in a place to be able to weather the storm. Mm. But I just want to emphasize that we have no idea if it's a centralized exchange, if it's a crypto bank, if it's a lending and borrowing facility, neither David nor myself know for sure whether it's solvent. I don't know if Wells Fargo is solvent. I don't know if Chase is solvent. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the banks I use in my everyday life are solvent. So this is a risk anytime you give up your private keys and custody it with a third party. It's a risk if you have funds in Coinbase right now, there is a risk. I trust Coinbase, I trust Gemini, but I don't, I, I do the um, public bathroom thing. I don't keep my funds in, in there. Out. I go in, I'm in and out, okay? And so uh, I just want to make it clear that we are not sure where the next contagion to happen is. Um, we signed these sponsors kind of like three months in advance. And so we have to finish our commitment with Nexo. We'll definitely be reevaluating what we do with centralized companies in the future. Um, and um, as far as we know, everything's fine with Nexo, but like we don't know for sure. And this is the beauty of DeFi. Whenever possible, guys, we're going to put sponsors in front of you that are 100% DeFi aligned and 100% bankless tools, but sometimes they won't be, you know? And so Nexo is an example of like, you can use it, choose cautiously. Um, I would recommend not keeping a lot of your funds on exchanges at this point in time uh, in general. And so just if you ever choose to do that, just enter it with caution small part of your portfolio right and we, we all have to remind ourselves that, like banklessness is a spectrum uh some people are not ready to take on private keys uh that is also a risk that i think if you're watching this live stream you're probably ready to take on that risk but many other people are not ready to take on that risk um so they're all tools uh and we consider them all i mean my dad david he's like i think it's a greater risk for like some people like my dad yeah to custody his own private keys yeah. and like oh, risk God, losing yeah. it uh, 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 -huh. uh versus holding on somewhere like coinbase for example so uh we have to take that too into account okay what is this tweet from binance that just, just dropped sixteen thousand dollars oof uh okay sorry um we'll, we'll get to the charts later um <laughs> if you need to learn how to use trading view dude <laughs> okay 
life is fine. It's never failed me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, back back to Binance. Binance just tweet, tweeted this out. Uh, new, new Binance just dropped. Uh, as a result of corporate due diligence, as well as the latest news reports regarding mishandled customer funds and alleged U.S. agency investigations, we have decided that we will not pursue the potential acquisition of FTX.com. That dropped seven minutes ago. Almost already has 10,000 likes. Uh, well, that's that. No one's coming to save us. That's... So in That'll crypto, be the when, when banks fail, there's no bailout for us. We don't get bailouts, yeah. We don't get bailouts. And that's what we signed up for, isn't it? No yeah. bailouts. Yeah. Uh, that's no that's what crypto. we signed up for. Yeah, we don't get bailouts. That's the rules. It sounds like you're contemplating that. You're like, uh, well, uh, I was just, I was just like, well, if you're a centralized thing, you get bailouts sooner than a DeFi thing. No one ever is ever going to bail out MakerDAO or Uniswap or Aave. Uh, what I'm saying is when I say bailouts, it's not like a, a private company bailout. Like, right. That makes sense to me. That's a business decision. I think when people think of, of bailouts in the way I just used it is like a 2008 yeah. financial crisis bailout where you no, socialize your money. losses. So, okay, so like uh, socialize your losses, like printing money, right? We printed money to save the banks in 2008. You know what? I remember, Ryan, like two weeks ago, we were talking about how FTX was uh, teasing, dabbling with a new stable coin. Yeah. They were going to mint their own stable coin and bail themselves out because they knew they had a hole in the Don't balance sheet. Don't tell me that. Don't That's what they were that. going to do. They had insolvency. They were going to mint their own stable coin and print their stable David, coin. All this is coming out. Does it? Okay, so. Did it seem weird when we were doing that live stream with SBF and, and Voorhees like two weeks ago? Now that you think about it, now you look back yeah. on it, right? Did uh, We talked to SBF before. Did he seem like off his game? Like, yes. Did he seem nervous to you? The, did he seem like And everyone saw it. Everyone saw it that like Sam felt cornered. And like on, and we, you and I were both like, you know, props to Sam for like being public and engaging these conversations publicly. Uh, but like, I think he was like running out of tools in the tool belt. Like he was running out of ammo. Well, imagine if you knew, like imagine the stress that he'd be under right. yeah. at that point in time, just like the pure raw. And like, um, he just seemed very distracted. Uh, there was like decent amount of kind of like movement jittering, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And now that I look back on that conversation, um, which by the way, some people have said kind of kicked this whole thing off. I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, it was a different Sam than the Sam we talked to. Yes. I don't know, back in It was a very March different Sam. Of last year, whatever. Um, all right. So let's talk about contagion. Oh yeah. What's, okay. uh, what's what's that? Crypt crypto condom, who this is actually a Twitter account that we've actually used before. So despite the uh the uh less than professional name, uh we don't really care about professionalism. He's a good good Twitter account. And he goes, calling all researchers, threat incoming, but this contagion this is the contagion we know of so far. Please provide info in the replies if you know of any other so I can compile and share. Um, a lot more contagion will come out. Entities with FTX and Alameda exposure will be short targets. Uh, and so he goes through a list of all uh, entities or things that are should be considered when we talk about contagion. Uh, Ku uh, KuCoin has some exposure. Galaxy Digital for $76 million. Uh, Solana, a $6 billion bar market cap right now. I'm pretty sure that's less. Uh, FTT, the token, is, is now less than $4. It's a little bit above two. Uh, Stargate uh, allegedly bought a bunch of FTT tokens. Voyager, ooh, Voyager again. Uh, FTX Series C investors, Jump Capital, Multicoin. Wait, what's Multicoin? 
What Multi- happened to MultiCoin? Uh, they just had a ton of FTX exposure. And in addition to that, we'll talk about this next, they had a lot of assets on FTX itself. Like 10%, right? Yeah, 10% of their fund. So their fund is down 10%. Okay. Um, Aptos had investment from FTX in their Series A. Sui had uh, FTX investment from their Series A. Um, Tezos, like, so all these people, he, what this uh, crypto condom is doing is saying, hey, calling all researchers, go investigate these things. Go snoop, <laughs> uh, go see how bad the contagion is. Um, hopefully the cancer isn't that bad, but FTX was at the very epicenter of a lot of just crypto CFI. Um, David, did you see that, that the headline is like, uh, Tom Brady was like a headline 650 million or something of their, their, their net worth tied up in FTX and, uh, related investments. Yeah. Like Uh, he like doubled down on FTX over and over and over again. Yeah. FTX arena. Uh, So quick comment in the chat, guys, what's going to happen to FTX us? Uh, uh, probably nothing, I think. Two separate entities. And honestly, you have to capitulate. And this is what the other frustrating thing, Ryan, is is about. is like FTX US is probably fine because it's a regulated onshore exchange that is not connected People to don't FTX. People know those things are separate. They right? are separate, right. And so FTX US is, com- is largely solvent as far as we know in the same way that Coinbase is because of regulations. David, David, they're going to need a rebrand after this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. I think uh this but but when you look at this list, right? It's interesting is we got um nothing really affecting Bitcoin. And then kind of fallout, price fallout, like mm-hmm. the liquidity uh, right. slippage. Bitcoin is being liquidated to pay for insolvency, yeah. Nothing really like affecting like the Coinbase of the world. Right. Not too much in the Ethereum community. Yeah. It's kind of this is a question of like after the dust settles, how do we rebuild and right. what communities come back stronger and faster? Yeah. Like, I know we're going to get to this, but um, I mean, it's been a rough times for Solana. We'll, we'll pull up some Solana yeah. uh, charts uh, later, but this is what you were talking about. Multicoin capital yeah. hit by FTX collapse. They had 10% of their funds AUM mm-hmm. stuck on the exchanges. Wow. Right. What does money. that mean? The token still exists. No, no, no. They're, they're funds. They're AUM. Right. Okay. So Samani's for what? What's multi-coin worth? Right. Billions. Billions. Yeah. Now I'm at what? Not not today. Maybe ten percent less. Ten ten percent of that investor funds was locked inside of FTX. We're not talking about like down from all time high. We're talking about money that's not recoverable. Money that's lost. Right. This, with, like, the this other is what I'm, I'm confused about. Like Alameda was like this hedge fund that was like playing trading games and and like liquidating people left and right and making a ton of money. And then, but like, okay, then where's their money? Like where'd it go? David, like- Who's got well, all the money? The money went somewhere. Who liquidated Kyle, Alameda? Kyle Samani didn't know about this. All right. Like he, do you see the tweet? He tweeted out, I think is like on a Sunday or Monday. Uh, he was like, I'm paraphrasing, ignore the FUD. And it just like, <laughs> also an know. investor in FTX. Uh, so if he doesn't know, he's got his, his multi-coin mm-hmm. funds on FTX, right? And he's part of that kind of inner investor circle of like FTX. I'm not going right. to lump Solana in this, but FTX right. and all, like, he should be in the know here right. and he's got exposure. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy Digital uh, reveals $77 million of exposure to FTX in Q3. So these are not only people being hit by contagion, but also creating contagion as well. Uh, so when somebody's hit by contagion, they pass along that contagion. 
what a year for our friend Novo. Yeah, sorry, I mean, Novo. Brutal. That's rough. Uh, That's Mike Novogratz. Uh, so Frank Shaparo out of the block uh, just lists out all the FTX investors who you know spent money on something that is worth significantly less now. BlackRock, Sequoia, Paradigm, Tiger Global, SoftBank, Circle, MultiCoin, Vanek. Ontario Pension Fund. This is oh, pensioners' money in this ow. thing. Wow. That's bad. That's that's what <laughs> triggers the regulators. We don't like that. Jeez, how long is it going to be until pension? Do you remember the meme of like right. the pension funds that, are coming? That's what's 2000. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so this is what Vitalik was saying was like, hey, uh, let's not like try to go for the ETF thing because of stuff like this. Like, let's not integrate ourselves with TradFi too soon because, uh, yeah. Um, the CFI regulations are coming, my friend. Right. Big time. Big time. The drums are beating. So here's the tweet. Not only does FTX have the Solana exposure that they have to offload, but they also have led the Series A round for both Aptos and Sui. So Aptos and Sui are going to have a hard time keeping their token valuations propped up when they have a persistent seller. Um, so I there's that. I can't believe the audacity of leading these seed rounds when you have like, if right. what really happened is Alameda's like went broke. Back right. In and May, like, and you're still doing this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, FTX US saying it's not impacted by the liquidity crunch. Yeah, separate, I mean, we'll separate, separate entities. I mean, but it, it's got to be impacted, right? Everyone's got to be withdrawing from probably, FTX US probably. as well. I mean, like, I wouldn't keep my funds in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is back to like the sad versus mad. Yeah. So here, here are the crypto Twitter takes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's this one from Foodbar? This is a uh, 0x Foodbar. Real talk. The, and this, these are the sort of the takes that I like woke up to this morning, Ryan. And so I was like, oh, shit, we have to clean this up. Uh, so Fubar says, real talk, the FTX news is the saddest I've felt about the industry since joining. Previous blowups were either obviously failed mechanisms or prop shops with a series of bad bets. That's Terra Luna and then Trios Capital. Even Celsius gave sufficient warning with their fake yield products. Uh, saying like, well, the writing was all the wall, on the wall for Celsius. Uh, uh, where, and he continues, whereas SBF and company had a clear ride to the top, one of the best products around, doing incredible revenue on honest business alone. Everyone knew about the Alameda commingling, but it was assumed it was a small blot on an otherwise successful business. And that, Ryan, is the part where I realized that like, this isn't just like uh, popcorn time where you watch billionaire war games happen. Uh, FTX, one of the best products around created a ton of value, made useful services and useful products for many, many people. And then because they leveraged their customers' deposits and they take, took risky bets, those products and services will be destroyed. This is a capital destruction event. You know, you know the metaphor of like a, the broken window of capitalism where like if you go and broke, break a window, do you create economic activity because you go and spend money at the repair shop and you spend money for the contractor? This is that fallacy. Like if you break the big, one of the biggest exchanges, this is a capital destruction event. The world is off in a worse off place because we do not have access to the good products and services that FTX produced. As a result of this um and then fubar continues and goes then the lying the cheating the stealing comes out that level of losses doesn't happen on accident why the need for such greed? yes why? why the need for such greed why he's saying like sbf won he won he made one of the biggest exchanges in the shortest amount of time but he kept on rolling the dice and he kept billionaire on status like confirmed right um uh, but that wasn't enough. Yeah. And I think he followed, he finishes that and says, I got tricked. And I think that is what a lot of people in this industry uh, feels like. You want to read this one? Yeah, this is from Kobe. Um, speaking of uh, getting tricked, by the way, we're doing a, a yeah. bankless plus up only <laughs> live stream. 
All right. Never just, thought possible. <laughs> therapy session, live stream. Therapy session, yeah. Cope, cope room. Uh, we're, Definitely we're coming cope together room. at yeah. uh, 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. Mm-hmm. So come back for that. It's going to be a different flavor. I mean, yeah. in this episode, we're going through the day's events. In that episode, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. It's uh, up only, so it could be anything. But Kobe's saying, Arthur uh, can't do a show today. I guess he's talking about Arthur Hayes. I'm going yeah. back to bed. My decade of crypto, this exchange rug is by far the worst ever. Almost no time to react and lots of long-term and smart crypto people impacted by it. Almost no time to react. This is exchange rug is by far the worst ever. All right. Mm -hmm. So he's saying this is worth some three hours capital. It's worse than Luna Terra. It's worse than Mount Gox. It's worse than all of them. What do you think about this take? Do you feel like this is worse? When Kobe says that this is the worst rug of all time. That is something to sit and reflect upon. Uh, I don't think he's just shooting from the hip with this take. I don't think Kobe does that. When Kobe says that this is the worst of all time, uh, and he's been in crypto longer than you and I have, Ryan, he's seen it all. Uh, he's been since before Mt. Gox, uh, and he's saying that this is the worst Why of all time. Why do you time. think that? So I, I don't know if it'll have quite the impact in terms of total supply or like a right. total market cap, like, I mean, percentage of market cap destroyed. But I think in, you know, I guess there's one element of, um, I think people thought that they could trust FTX. Right. That was you know, like, like, he was broadcasted all over San Francisco, bro. Yeah. At time, he's on sports arena. Yeah, he it's bought a goddamn arena. Legit. That's the that's the problem here. Yeah. I mean, if you were doing the Algo stablecoin thing, right, that's one thing. You kind of, like you're doing some, and back in 2013, Mt. Gox, I mean, what do you expect? We're like three years into this crypto experiment. It's a magic they get. Like, what do you expect? Right. Uh, this is different. I mean, this was, again, the professionals right. who were supposed to be doing the right thing here. This was the guy that was in D.C. This is a, this is a, a three hours about... level capital of irresponsibility, and he was also lobbying. He was our interface to the regulators. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. that? Uh, so, today was the most depressing day I've seen. This is Tom Shaughnessy of Delphi Digital. So take that into account where like Delphi Labs had a significant exposure to Terra Luna. And so that's what Tom's like. Bad day. Bad on day. Top of bad and, day. And he is saying that this day is the most depressing day he's seen in his three crypto bear markets. Uh, oh, wait, no, if, that's Tom. That's I mixed up Tom's. I mixed up Tom's. That's not right. Wrong Tom? Wrong Tom. No, no, Sorry. no. This is, are that, you sure? That, that's Tom from Delphi? Oh, that is, yeah, yeah. That, that is Tom. That is Tom. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you didn't. You got the right Tom. Uh, he said it's the most depressing day. If affected, you will recover. Um, outside of the toxicity, remember that there are smart, high-integrity people building the space forward. David, um, we will recover from this. Yeah, we always will. Uh, this is I'm the, not worried about yeah. crypto like in the long run. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people got hurt today. Uh, the most depressing day. I guess, I don't know. I understand why a lot of people feel that way, yeah. um, particularly those affected. Um, yeah. This is uh, Larry Cermak from The Block, who's uh, also replying to a, a crypto Anon account, uh, <laughs> the, a cat-themed crypto Anon account, if you want to scroll up, Ryan. Uh, assuming FTX funds are gone, this is the biggest one-day loss in Cat's life. You need to do it in cat voice, David. I don't know what a cat voice is, Ryan. <laughs> uh, the, maybe the saddest part is Cat may lo- no longer sponsor streamers, art software, open source projects, because Cat lost a million dollars in a year. Money was always number. Cat will still live in nice hotels. It's okay. Uh, and Larry Cermak from the block says, biggest one-day loss for me as well. Funny, since I actively said people should withdraw even if sub 1% chance that FTX would be insolvent, but I was too lazy to do it myself and act when act and actually naively trusted Sam and multiple employees who all said everything was above board. We'll back bounce back, ba- we'll bounce back cat. 
So the, these are our people. These are the, the crypto Twitter tribes. These are the people that got duped by Sam's like error of trustworthiness. People that knew better and will admit that they knew better, but they were still um, smashed by this. Right. And th this is where I have to say is like, um, uh, there again, we said this about kind of Luna Terra. There should be no grave dancing about this. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, you are just fortunate that something like this didn't happen to you. You may think it's because you're smarter. You right. may think it's because uh, you listened to the right advice. You went bankless sooner. All of those things can be partially true. But also, I mean, like, we really mean it when we say crypto is risky. It's not for everyone, right? You could lose what you put in. That can happen to you on this crypto journey. And um, we can try to minimize our risk in lots of ways. But I think it's important that uh, we just remain compassionate yeah. to those on the journey that just got wrecked today uh, as we uh, take At some no fault for their today. own. Uh, yeah. So here, here's Tensai Capital. He's saying, uh, looking to sell my FTX balance, DM me if interested, serious offers only because his balance is a million dollars plus. So this guy had a million dollars on the exchange and he's taking offers for somebody to uh, you know, give himself pennies on the dollar. Uh, here's Eric, Eric Connor, uh, retweeting a, an article that is talking about FTX's, uh, excuse me, Sam Bankman Fried's loss in net worth. So Sam Bankman Fried's 53% stake in FTX was worth about $6.2 billion before Tuesday's takeover, which is now happening. So that actually might be worth zero, uh, according to Bloomberg's Billionaires Index, based on that funding round and subsequent performance of publicly traded crypto companies. FTX wasn't Sam Bankman-Fried's most valuable asset, though. His trading, crypto trading firm Alameda Research, which I believe he owned 90% of, Ryan, um, contributed $7.4 billion to his personal for fortune, which might also be at zero now. Um, the Bloomberg Wealth Index uh, assumes existing FTX investors, including SPF, will be completely wiped out by Binance's bailout, and the root of the exchange's problems stemmed from Alameda. As a result, both FTX and Alameda are given a $1 value. Might as well call it zero. Uh, that leaves FSBF's net worth to be about $1 billion, down from $15.6 billion heading into Tuesday. The 94% loss is the biggest one-day collapse ever among billionaires tracked by Bloomberg. Great vote of confidence for crypto. Still, still got a billion dollars, though. Uh, for, now. for now. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. There could be lots of legal fallout from this, of course. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh, this is tweet. What are we looking at here? Yeah, so th there's the, I, I, the the section of tweets that we have next is all about the uh, Solana ecosystem because Solana uh, is caught up in the crossfire. Can we look at the here. chart real quick for yeah, Solana. Yeah, you want to pull up in the chart? You can do Let's okay. start there. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Coin Gecko. Eat it, chat. I'm using Coin Gecko. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, I suck. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just told the chat to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's me. I suck. All right. Uh, what are we looking at here? Should I do seven day? Uh, yeah, might as well oh, do seven days. Scroll down a little bit so we can see the uh, the the down badness uh, in the percentage. Um, if you scroll down, it'll show you how how bad it's down over seven days. Oof, sixty down sixty percent in seven days. Uh, this is just like association. SBF was a big Solana investor. Remember SBF's uh, bags. Sell me bags. sell me all your soul at three dollars and then f off tweet. Um, and so uh, you know. By the way, if anyone ever says that to you, just for for future bear markets when you get you know all drunk and kind of the upward price movements if anyone ever says something like that just run head to the exit that it's he that was at three dollars so he's still up uh 5x on all of that soul that we'll he, see or, yeah well, well he's, see. he's, he's liquidating we it um it's, <laughs> do you know uh, in this in this uh, solana community too there's some massive unlocks that are happening like concurrently with this it's like yeah, massive investor right, unlocks yeah, yeah. Uh, uh hang on the chat saying fcf has filed for bankruptcy i'm gonna google search that what 
guys give us a get us a link if you can uh no i don't think that's right i don't think that's right okay well i mean uh we'll see yeah, i don't think that's right uh, all right okay. so back to soul community yeah. Solana is just like caught in the crossfire, right? Because like uh, multi-coins down bad, has a bunch of soul on the balance sheet. FTX is down bad, has a bunch of soul on the balance sheet. Sam himself personally probably owns soul. Uh, so there's a bunch of just like sell pressure for Solana. Uh, and so uh, that's unfortunate for Solana. However, Ryan, uh, the, I think there's a big question right now is, is Solana mutually sufficiently independent from all of the people that own uh, soul? Uh, and will the Solana ecosystem survive? Um, yeah. I I think yes. Yes, I think, I think they'll yes. survive. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Solana will be It fine. will take a long time to repair, and the price may never, like, it may take years, if ever, for it to reach all-time highs. Mm -hmm. um, this, is a, this is a massive event. I mean, I know a lot of people who are in Solana just because S F SBF supported them, uh, Solana, so right. much. It was kind of like right. SBF's pet, uh, you know, layer one. Right. Um, what's this? Uh, so this is the data nerd saying 47 million uh, soul tokens, which is almost a billion dollars uh, at the previous price. So it's less now will be unstaked by the end of Epoch 370 uh, up from 18 million reported earlier. I think this might have already happened by now, uh, but basically like soul is being unstaked now uh, as the price is going down. A billion dollars yeah. unstaked by the yeah. end of epoch 730 that's like today right uh yes that's that's today uh can you ryan 13 percent of the supply yeah yeah uh can you open up trading view um and we'll guide you through some charts because uh <laughs> ether is about to break through 1100 dollars. yeah okay there's your eth btc uh just yeah type in eth uh eth and do the coinbase uh fourth down oh that's the market cap of eth and, that, and then you zoomed in. Okay, uh, so uh, go go back up to the ticker in the top left. We don't want this one. Uh, yeah, type in ETH uh, coin fourth one down ETH USD Coinbase. Uh, one more, one sorry. more. There we go. Ooh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so you know this is new lows for Ether. Uh, we'll pull up Bitcoin in a second. Uh, so Ether about to break through eleven hundred dollars. Uh, let's pull up Bitcoin. It's right. it's new lows. It's not lows. lows. New lows. Lo uh, okay, can we just scroll out? Like, what is lows? Lows. Yeah. So go go up to and hit uh, the one hour thing. You guys, uh, this, do you see what I have to deal with when Ryan has to try? David is David is teaching me real time. <laughs> do you want one one uh, day? Give me yeah. Give me one day. Yeah. So here we are, uh, and then we can zoom in a little bit to like twenty twenty two. Just just twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. There it is. There it yeah. is. Right. And so yeah, this is I'm learning. This is getting down. This, uh, and then, uh, okay, so go, go back up and see the vol, the volume below uh, in the top left corner. You can uh, hit the uh, eyeball with that if you hover a little bit lower, a little bit lower, uh, a little bit higher. Wait, uh, vol, vol, right there, uh, hit the eyeball, right there. Bam, make that go away. Okay, cool, much prettier. Uh, so, yeah, so we are getting down to the near, the, basically the lows uh, of Ether. Uh, you want to you pick out um, Bitcoin? Yeah, someone's Bitcoin. also saying uh, check... Bitcoin, uh, check Binance Twitter. I wonder if hey Dave, uh, Dave in the chat, uh, can you um, see if CZ or Binance is tweeting anything? Uh, yeah, Binance or Bitcoin, ooh, below sixteen hundred. That 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 is a low. That is, is a low. that is a low. That is a low since it we're crossed almost that. Almost all time lows Not, for. Uh, no, right, we're bull, bull market lows. We're at bull, bull market lows. The cycle lows for cycle for lows. Bitcoin yeah. for ETH, and then we are we've we've exceeded. Yeah. Um, lows. Last last low was I guess around the seventeen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and now we're at 1600s wow could you imagine david seeing 10k bitcoin again yeah that's how low do we go 10k I mean, god strike fear into my dude, heart we're close 50 percent off i mean that's real close yeah um yeah. you want to okay do you want can you pull up i'm sorry to do this can you pull up ultrasound.money oh god i don't know should i why uh, i mean this I... is not you should qualify, you should qualify <laughs> this <laughs> Uh, so we're just burning a ton. Uh, yeah. So there, people, oh, we know that. I'm pe- just not people, happy about this right now. I put a I put a tweet out. I was like, oh, like it. ETH is finally ultra sound, and Udi Wertheimer was like, not now, David. I'm sorry. I feel that way, David. This I is the one way. nice shining light on the depends week of you are. Uh, week of shit. Yeah, it depends. Who I you just are. think this is it's 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 okay. The pain chart. Okay All right, David. David thinks it's okay. I say give we're it some here. space. Yeah um all right so what about i guess other crypto prices anything else we should we should look at no, I think that, we, we can go back to the FT, ftt token but that's that's about can it. i just look at market cap we are 873 oh. billion so down from a trillion big um, time I, I don't remember seeing it below 900 billion before i think this might be lows on the uh market cap crypto market i think this cap. could be market cap lows yeah significantly my goodness uh okay what about regulatory, David? Maybe that's uh, one other uh, yeah. thing we should have. I mean, we don't really know too much right now because regulators are like, they're, they're like the Fed. They're a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator. Yeah. Um, uh, and so it's like, oh, sweet. The Feds have finally showed up. Great. Um, uh, I just think the big meta question is, is SPF in legal trouble, um, which we do not know. Okay. So uh, sum this up for us, David. Um, I think because um, yeah, we're going to close this out. Your screen. Yeah. Um, so what happened over the last 24 hours for people late to this or right. just to, to summarize mm-hmm. what, what what's happened now? I mean, and by the way, at the beginning of this uh, live stream, we're in a different place than we are now. Yep. It does look like Binance has definitively yep. walked away from the deal. So uh, I guess what are the implications? Where are we now? Yeah. And what what can we look for in the next 24 hours? Um, I, I'm sure Sam and FTX are going to go and solicit other investment. Um, I'm not optimistic about anyone else coming to the rescue because like I said earlier, if Binance isn't doing it, then who else is going to? They are the so most relevant Tell company. me what that means for depositors. Even Brian Armstrong was like, it doesn't even make sense for us to do it. Um, wow. Depositors... Uh, maybe there's some fumes left in the tank, I, but I think there's going to be a moment where SEC, CFTC steps in and says, all right, we're taking over, freeze everything, we're going to the courts, uh, and there will be a liquidation event uh, of FTX's remaining assets to, to pay off um, creditors. Uh, there's going to be a squeeze to get into the door to get money back. Whether you are an FTX investor trying to get your money back, if you are a depositor into FTX, um, you uh, are in line to get your money back. Everyone, it's, it's like 2008, Ryan. Everyone is lining up to get whatever remaining funds are available. Uh, and it's going to go to the court because people are want to get in the front of the line to get paid back first. And it's going to be the courts that decide that. Uh, and so this is this is the story that when markets break down, we end up back in courts. Uh, and so that is what's going to happen. I think the most, the first thing, Ryan, that people need to pay attention to is le- lawyers are going to step in and they're going to start giving their opinions as to whether if you are a customer depositor into FTX, where do you stand in line? Are you first or are you after investors? I think that's the most important information that I could see kind of coming out 
um, in the near term. I think that's the thing to pay attention to next. Guys, I, um, I think that's all right. And I, I don't want to sugarcoat this, neither David nor I do. This is a, this is a pretty big deal. Um, <laughs> this, is, um, this is more than a, a flesh wound. This is a cannonball to the chest. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take a while to recover from this. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that um, on the bright side, because you know, like, don't don't look for for weeks for this these charts to recover. Uh, maybe not even months. Uh, it could take a, a very long time. On the bright side, um, I think David, this could be the final capitulation uh, we need out of this out of this bear market. If the, I I had a feeling, I had a feeling there was still some nastiness left. I, like nothing yeah. quantifiable, but like intuition telling t- tell me it's like whether it's macro or something. I had a feeling we would visit uh, triple digit ETH again, and like we're on the press, but we're we're we'll probably visit we're that. We're one hundred and thirty two dollars away. We're going there, okay? You buying? Um, double triple digit, absolutely freaking lootly. Nine hundred, nine nine hundred, or are you gonna wait for eight hundred? Um, I'll probably start nine hundred. Yeah. The, he, he, here's the thing. Um, a lot of you guys will be tempted to leave right now. Mm-hmm. Right, throw up your hands in frustration. Even Kobe was like, "Hey, I've been here for a while, and like I'm I'm kind of done." All right. If you're still here, you're doing it right. Bear markets are the time you make the money. Yep. Not the bull markets. Those that's the feel good. That's kind of the carbs and sugar, right? Uh, bear markets are when you're actually making money. These are when your buys at these low low prices, when it's super painful, they will turn green. Yeah. When the bear when the bull market uh, they will be so, the most green. Does this and like when the words sound hollow and when it sounds cliche and at some level when you don't want to hear it because you're like ryan shut up this is too painful right that's when you should be looking to buy and i'm not saying right now i'm not saying all lump sum you could dollar cost average you can do different things but this is how you play the crypto market and the bear market that's right is you buy when there is what does buffett say blood in the streets on the streets there's this there's lots of blood there's blood and blood. it might flow yeah. for a while longer. We don't know. Like, we don't know when the bleeding's gonna stop. You gotta stay here. If you're not staying here, you're not playing the game uh, right. Um, you know. So I guess that's uh, that's what I would say. And, and David, I know we've got uh, kind of a moment of zen, something to uh, leave folks with as we exit. But uh, remind remind us too uh, what else is happening right. in Bankless because we're doing a live stream tonight. There's another another time we're going to talk about the, this. For, first, the chat wants to remind you that that wasn't financial advice. Um, <laughs> so, but I would like to ask the chat. All right, you, you chat. You give me financial advice. What I, I want to I want to know what price <laughs> you that you're, you're. Yeah, where are you buying? So I can I can layer in my bids perhaps, Let's perhaps just this. before. Yeah, can we crowdsource some some Bitcoin and Ether prices? Um, but okay, uh, so tonight uh, we're doing our live stream with Up Only. Um, I think uh, we probably won't be sharing tweets. I don't think we're going to be uh, screen sharing. But yeah, Kobe and Ledger, we're going to we're going to uh, live stream with them at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and so stay tuned for that. That is in five and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, and so, oh yeah, wow. Okay, people are talking about $600 ETH. Oh God, ow, ow, ow. I don't, I don't want that. Don't number. say it. I didn't that's want too to low. delete the that's chat. Too low. Uh-huh. That's too low. That's too low. Uh, so okay. Where, Anyways, uh, where we, can people catch that live stream, David? Right here, right, right back here. here. So we will see you guys in five and a half hours. We're going to talk to Kobe and Ledger. We're going to get Kobe's perspective as to why he thinks this is was the worst, worst exchange rug pull in 
his time being here. Maybe we'll throw in and try and get some other people here. Uh, we offered the invitation to CZ. Uh, he didn't respond, but uh, if CZ wants to show up, that is an open invitation. Bankless after dark. I am Bankless going to be drinking a drink. I will have uh, a, a drink with me. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'll be drinking some whiskey. Uh, I, I could say I will no longer be drinking coffee at that time. Will night, you be drinking right? something? <laughs> Even that is uh, too late for me. We'll see. We'll see what I show up with. Maybe a VB special, something like a this. VB special. Well, yeah, um, Bankless after dark. Uh, we haven't I done guess. that before. You know what? Uh, we appreciate you, you sticking with us and Bankless. Like, uh, we're not leaving. We're, we're going to be here yep. in the bear market with you. This is the time we do the best. We build the best things. I'm going to leave risks and disclaimers. And then I think, guys, but stick first, around. Like and subscribe. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, yes, first, like and subscribe. Then we have a moment of zen after these risks and disclaimers. You have a moment None of, of this has been financial advice. It never freaking is on Bankless. Never, ever. Never has been. Never will be. ETH is risky. Bitcoin is risky. You could lose what you put in, but we're headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. David, let me tee up this moment of zen yeah. and hope it works. Did you uh, share a screen with sound? There we go. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. <laughs> never. Like <laughs> if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Take care, guys. We'll All see right. you in the stream tonight. Goodbye, everyone.